listening to Chugga Talk with Ryan Murphy, a podcast by Pull Across Made Simple. Are you a Pull Across related business? Chugga Talk has a truly global audience. To learn more about advertising here, email me at ryan at polacrossmadesimple.com. Space is limited. On this episode of Chucka Talk, you'll meet Kylie Gould and Jacko Bowling, Wandoan club representatives who will help host the Queensland State Championship September 3rd through 5th. In this interview, you'll get all the details on the big event, as well as a little bit of insight into Queensland and the Wandoan Club. Here on Chugga Talk, the goal is to shrink the pull across world by connecting people together, and most importantly, to provide education by interviewing players from all over the world. So listen closely and enjoy. We have Kylie Gold and Jacko Bowling on Chugga Talk today, and they're going to talk about the upcoming Queensland State Club Championships that are happening September 3rd through 5th. Give the details about that, and hopefully we learn a little bit more about uh their stories and things like that. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on. Let's just get into it. Just sort of set the stage for what's happening next weekend. I'm the Wondowan Club captain uh, mm-hmm. for this last two years. Um, so very proud to be uh, at the helm of the state titles coming up. It's always the pinnacle of our polo cross season, our state titles, and we're stoked to have it at Wondowan, which is uh, you know only a smaller club we think because um, you know it's the numbers um, come up and down that 40 players every, every year, um, mm-hmm. but mainly involve the juniors. Uh, we're big on our juniors in our Wondowan club. Mm-hmm. So put a lot of time into them. So really like to see them shine at the end of the year as well. I failed to introduce the both of you. I mean, you're, you're both highly involved with the club. Um, Kylie is the captain, but both involved with uh, club selections, de- developing players. You've represented Queensland. You've won a championship together. Jacko's been an Aussie uh, representative a couple times against New Zealand. We are talking with, you know, high quality people right now. Uh, when you say your club's a little bit smaller, is it a little bit, is it more out there in the bush? Kind of, I looked it up on, on the map. Yeah. It looks a little further out. Okay. Yeah, look, you know, in, in, in Queensland and in Australia, uh, we have big, big country. You know, people from the, the coast will think we're a long way out, but for us, um, yeah, travel's not far. But we are, we are sort of, we find quite central uh, in the Queensland um, polo cross scene. Um, but yes, it is in the bush. We, we're in a, you know, a good beef grazing area. Um, so a lot of our um, members and, and players um, and, and support staff are off the land. And that's, yeah, that's where we are out, out in the bush. How many players are you expecting at the championships? This year, I'm, I'm hoping for at least 60 Queensland teams. Mm. Um, unfortunately, with COVID and our borders that are shut at the moment, and you know that it's very volatile, the borders, whether it be open or closed. But we have one southern team at the moment, all the way from Albury, that has been living in Queensland for the last oh, good month and a half. Um, they've been playing, uh, so they'll probably be one of our only southern representatives um, up here. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, yeah, sixty Queensland teams, which will be. A great turnout. Um, and this year we're holding uh, an open competition, women's competition, a mixed competition and a junior competition. So, yeah, something for everybody at the state titles this year. We call the, the Barragoon people, we'll, we'll just call them refugees, right? They got there, they're stuck. 
Asylum seekers, they've seen the, the, the golden side. Now they want to stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how many teams w- do you think you would have expected given uh, uh, COVID what didn't exist? What's a normal? Well, yeah, we've been, uh, we've been, at, normal? Yeah, we've been at state titles when you got up to that 70, 75 teams. Yeah, when you incorporate the Southern, because we do get a lot of those Northern New South players come up. But look, we'll be... Uh, We'll be putting our best foot forward um, with with who, who turns up this year. And I imagine a lot of the players will be on under a little bit of stress, pins and needles, because uh, state selectors will be watching them for for a national selection. Absolutely. We do have our Australian titles uh, next year uh, forward planning to Ballarat. Uh, unfortunately, it was cancelled uh, two years ago. So we're all back into that, um, putting our best foot forward and playing our best uh, carnivals. We were having... Uh, another selection carnival this year, but it's same thing down to COVID. It was cancelled. So yeah, it's it's everybody's going to be on on view, watching, uh, uh, making sure that uh, they get seen, so they can um, get into those teams to represent their state, which is is a massive thing. Yeah, Jacko, what's your responsibility during these championships as far as your club responsibilities? To I think I've been downgraded to do um, bin duties. I think, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the garbage now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I used to do yeah, like yeah, do the club captain and a lot of selecting and all, all that stuff. And um, yeah, and I took a bit of a back seat this this year. And yeah, so I'm just the um, I think bar man and bin duties, mate. Well, <laughs> no, that's I'll, a... be, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there helping a lot of the try and help a lot of the kids, mate, as much as I can because that's what we put our effort into. Yeah. Let's talk about the bar for a second here. I mean, I guess I'm used to Morgan Park, um, but it seems like. Maybe the most money you make is at the bar, right? I mean, that's a big financial thing for and the club. Absolutely, absolutely. And we don't want anyone to go thirsty because so right. I was talking to the bar man that's organising. He had ninety cartons of something or other, and I just left it. That is a little bit of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's uh, it's interesting because um, I was in Africa uh, uh, about a month and a half ago. Because of COVID, they shut down all the liquor stores, so no one could get alcohol. And they, they reckon that uh, people get into trouble and they fill up the hospitals. They wanted to free them up for COVID patients. And I don't reckon that would really fly in Australia. It definitely didn't happen here. Can't take that away from you, right? No, no, no. no they won't run out. And um, <laughs> hopefully re- responsible service of alcohol and we'll be right, mate, I reckon. <laughs> what other entertainment is, is, on, is uh, on tap, let me say, uh, for... Besides having the canteen, there's supposed to be some uh, extra entertainment. Yeah, we um, I think on the Friday night they're having this. We got this bullock that walks faster than any horse, and we're going to challenge some people <laughs> to think their horse can walk and see if it can actually beat this. Um, yeah, beat this bullock. We haven't seen it. I think that's on the Saturday afternoon. Mm. Um, we've got uh, we've got entertainment every night with music. Friday night, uh, it could be Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. Um, being the last. Um, carnival of the year, so we like to um, put on a nice, yeah, finish it nice with a bit of music, and and then everyone that um, doesn't make the finals on Sunday can have a good night out Sunday night. And there's also going to be a Q and A with Jimmy and Lucy on the Friday night. Yeah, I think that's I think that's actually pointing towards the um, yeah for the juniors and the under twenty ones and that sort of thing. The young folks they can get a, get some one on one with um, the current Australian captains um, reps. Yeah, so. And um, yeah, that'll be good for the kids. I think that'll be a, a big draw card. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure there's one question they don't want to be asked about, right? About what happened in that final. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, they're such yeah, they're such champions. I mean, I'm sure Jimmy's got it all planned out. He's in his head. He's gonna uh, he's gonna get his uh, vengeance. But uh, that'd be that's awesome an opportunity for a Q and A, uh, especially with 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 the quality people. Absolutely, the joy of live streaming. Uh, we can watch that again and again and again, and um, <laughs> yeah, see them lose again and again. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it'll be different because uh, we'll be having the Joe McNally live streaming all weekend at Wondown for the state titles. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to watch all the action um, every day uh, and, and then including for another month afterwards after the state titles. So, yes, we can go back. Our Wondown juniors won at the Rose Bowl. So, yes, I know they have definitely watched their uh, their run back over, over mm-hmm. again uh, on the win, yes. Um, but no, live streaming will be pretty massive uh, this year. It's part of life these days, especially with club members that are actually overseas, um, you know, and family that are overseas. So they'll be keen to watch their dads and and all their friends play. Uh, so, yeah, the live streaming with Joe McNally um, will be very, very, very good. Just so you know out there, it's uh, joelivestream.com, the same as uh... – as last weekend, the games will just start happening. I'm, I assume there's no registration necessary on the site, on the on the website. Just get, go there at the time of the games, and and they'll be live streamed, right? Yep, yep, they'll be there. There'll be professional commentators all weekend. Um, so you know they they'll throw little bits of tidbits of information about players and horses because you know that's a major part of our game. Um, you know our commentators know exactly what horses we're all on and and their little stories. Um, so yeah, no, it it'll be. Definitely worth worth your time going in there and um, yeah, hooking up absolutely. So yeah, help me with sort of the setting for it. I you know watching the the Rose Bowl, uh, the camera was focused on the opposite side of the field. I know there was sort of a grandstand uh, on Morgan Park on the on the, the on the clubhouse side. What's the limitation as far as who can be there and what's that like? Just uh, having a smaller crowd. The crowd's probably a little bit closer at Wondowan. We've, we've got the grandstands and whatnot, but, um, yeah, the, the players, you know, the spectators do get a lot closer. Um, so, you know, when you're playing, you actually probably get a little bit more from the crowd, a lot of jeering when you miss and things like that. Um, <laughs> but still, still, you know, we've got five beautiful fields all in a mm. row. So um, you will see the game play that's on the field, but yeah, there's a lot in the background and, um, yeah, the play, yeah, will continue, um, 10 rounds every day till the finals on Sunday. There are no limitations on the crowd that can be there? No, no limitations. No oh, that's limitations. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And it's free, free to get in for spectators so they can come and go. Um, and because we are out in the bush, there's no, no limitations on crowds at all. Oh, that's great. Which matchup should we be looking out for? Obviously, maybe the Tansy Albury rematch. But uh, what are the what are some other matches we should be looking out for as far as being uh, Cracker Jack blockbusters? Yeah, well, we got it. We, uh, our little one down junior team. Um, they um, hopefully went home and had to re- regroup a bit because the Tansy they only just limped over the line at Warwick, so mm. that'll be another rematch to watch. Oh, oh, oh Jacko, hopefully. Jacko. They limped. They limped. They won by one goal in the afternoon. They played the same team and beat them by eleven earlier in the day. So, yeah. Or better leave the club captain alone. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'd like to see a bit more of a gap in that game, actually. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. No, no. We 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 shall reform. It's okay. And uh, the women's competition, mate. Yeah, obviously the the two that play at Warwick. 
but I um, yeah, I wouldn't say that 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 would get a lot closer or change either. That could um, that'd be one to watch for sure. They're very two very good teams, the Warwick ladies and the Tansy ladies, mm. and I think then the mixed competition will be hot too, mate. Some really mm. yeah, really good close mixed competitions for sure. So and then we go to get our little um, our little uh, mini juniors too. Mm. And, um, yeah, they'll all be still. They're all keen to win two down there. Don't worry about that. In in sport over here, we call it parody where some some years there'll be teams that just. You, you just expect them to win. Uh, but And the, there's very few teams at that level. So it's, you know, what's the point of watching? But um, we call it parity here where a lot of the teams are closer match and it could be anyone on any given weekend. Um, is that going on in some, some of the divisions? I oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think so, Jacko, because, um, you know, the likes of you mixed, it's, it's very open. Three good, most clubs can put three very strong women and three very strong men together. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that could be, yeah, just a lolly jar uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the day who, um, yeah, who plays the ball the best. I've worn a different colour green in, uh, <laughs> in Queensland before. In 2000, I went over with Robbie Shuttles and Heather Shuttles. We went on a tour from uh, Joy Pools up the coast and uh, played the Gold Coast Carnival and um, and had a phenomenal time up there in Queensland. And uh, I played for Warwick in C grade. <laughs> that was back in the, the Matt Gleason days, that, you know, back in 2000. And uh, it, was a, it was a great time. And we did clean up in C grade. Uh, apparently, the people that introduced us to Warwick told, us, told them we weren't any good. And we kind of felt bad um, as adults. You know, we actually got people were actually giving us flack for beating up on the on the, the kids in the, in the grade, but it wasn't, you know, it was out of our hands. They were, that's where they put us. I just uh, I know that uh, there's a lot of big, uh, big clubs um, that have been around for a long time. So tell me about one Doan. Yeah, how long has that club has your club been around? We're um, what are we called? Are we 1958 established? That sounds a bit sad, doesn't it? 1952. Yeah. 1952 oh. was the Whoa. first time one down players got together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, yeah, there's that handful that just started us off that, um, and, and, you know, very wonderfully, the likes of Jacko Bowling here now, his grandfather was one of the first founding members mm. back in 1952. So, um, reading through the history of our Wandaan Club, it's um, same thing. Local cockies got together um, and, and had a bit of a go. And, and look, they travelled down to the Brisbane Ecker and they went to Toowoomba and they did a lot of exhibition matches um, and, um, and, and really got the ball flowing. Um, and then it's sort of from 1958, there was a bit of a recess. Everybody had to go to work. And uh, back in then 1970, it reformed to participate every year then in Polar Cross. So, uh, and then, of course, it's gone from strength, strength to strength um, with, you know, the likes of our players like Jacko, who then went on to play for Australia. Um, we really treasure those guys that have been involved and, um, you know, keep us all focused on our, our young people um, mm-hmm. to, to go forward because, yeah, we do a lot of coaching um, with our Wondoan juniors and intermediates and bring uh, McClarty came out um, from Africa and we've had Gerard O'Brien for horsemanship. We, we truly believe horsemanship's a, a major factor. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Wondoan Club, it really puts a lot of time into our juniors Um you know, help with the registration payments for them to play. And, you know, when they, when they take that next step up into state le- rep, we, uh, yeah, we help them with their costs for their, you know, blazers and, and jackets and things like that, which is mm. 
always, um, you know, quite big by the when you get to the end of there. Um, so yeah, the, the one Darwin club is about those, that, that future pretty much, you know, and, and Jacko is one of those cause his grandfather started it, you know, way back in 1952. So what was that like, Jacko growing up, you would be, you would have been third generation, Was there some pressure to play pole across or was it just a natural thing? All I can say is that I saw my grandfather's racket he used. I'm glad I didn't have to use that. Like a big spoon. Because <laughs> he used to tell me, he said, the, the way you judge the best number three, he said, the bike that could throw the ball the furthest. And I said, oh, right, yeah, different, though. But no, I, um, no, I can remember we, yeah, same old story. Dad cut you an old broken racket of his and it was about two or three foot long and you run around on, on foot for a while and then you, you might have progressed to a, a push bike with it, and then then he's then the time you get to about nine or ten, he chucked you on a horse and said, uh, "You're ready to go." And yeah, and uh, it was pretty easy. It was never, I didn't ever want it. It was never once that I say, "No, nah, this was not for me." It was when you know it was always next weekend and next weekend. And uh, yeah, I remember um, we used to do a lot of show jumping and pony clubbing. Well, you can't do both. What do you want to do? And I said, "Well, <laughs> just do the polo cross." And, oh, anyway, so. <laughs> That's, That's an e- easy decision. Easy decision. It was, yeah. And, and we all played, but the older sister and, and the younger brother, we, we all played, and that was it. In the back of the truck and a tarp and a few swags and, and an esky, and away we went. Yeah, what he didn't say, right, was uh, my husband, and that's why we're back at the One Darn Club. It's the same thing, that the joy of the game and, and the generosity. My husband was at One Darn, and, and um, yeah, the One Darn Club, different players gave him a horse to play and, and Jacko and his family carted him around and, and they yeah, spent three years playing polo cross as juniors. Otherwise he wouldn't have, you know, it's the same thing. My husband wouldn't have played. And, and um, that was how and why he got into the game. And that's why we came back to Wondolan was to repay that favor of, mm. you know, giving a young kid a horse and carting them around and, and getting them into the game that yeah, we love as well. So, yeah. It, it wasn't just though, the one family. It was, yeah, there was plenty of kids involved there. It, oh, even though Damo won't, won't admit that he's over 40, but we actually won a, a junior <laughs> state finals together. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> we won a junior state final there. Oh, and, yeah. And then we got, we got to play together and I got to get involved then. And when we won the, the state titles, um, in 2013 at Chinchilla. Uh, so that was pretty special to, to yeah, be with Jacko and, and, yeah, Damien. Um, and then I got to play with my husband and, and yeah, be in the same section with Jacko and Damien to, to win that was, yeah, pretty pretty exciting, yeah. So at that point, you were the, I, I was told, you're the second female to be in a winning a open A side. What yeah, was that like? amazing. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, I don't care if you're a lady or man. I used to, I've got a lot of curry. From some of the old, uh, old old fellows in the club, you know, oh, if I was playing against you, I'd just belt you. And I just said, well, that's fine, but you've got to catch me. You know, I had a, an exceptional black mare and, and um, yeah, she was quick and light. And, and um, But no, I, yeah, I don't see it as female or male. If, if you're good enough at that time, um, you know, you're in the team. Um, but no, to be the second lady, the other lady was Kathy Matter from Chinchilla mm. um, when their club played up at Cairns, I think it was. Um, so yeah, pretty special to be uh, to be up there because there's there's some tremendous names on that trophy, and um, yeah, to be, have, be in there as well is yeah is um, a, a massive milestone. It's good. You think about other other females that played against men like like out in WA, you know Jane Marriott. Um, you think about Lucy Grills, and you know it just it. There are certain things that you you know you might avoid. A few you know you 
the horses can only go so fast. So obviously uh, there's a ton of phenomenal horses and, and female riders and um, you know, they're just smarter and the, the better gender, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm sure there are some habits that uh, you might, you might get if you weren't playing against men where you're protecting your racket a little bit more and playing a little bit smarter. Dare I say it, you play slower when you play women's probably yeah. a terrible thing to say. Yeah. Now you got to be sharper, smarter, quicker um, mm-hmm. in the men's. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, it, yeah, it changes the game when you go down into a straight women's uh, team or whatnot. Yeah. It seems like I'm, I drop back a cog. I probably shouldn't, but uh, yeah, when you when you're yeah when you're in the top of the game and and same thing, you're against young fellas a lot of the time, um, and they're very very quick. But same thing, you you outsmart them with their horse your, your horsework. That's you know, yeah, that's why you spend so much time training them. Um, yeah, because the young fellas sort of don't want to do that. That's why we hammer our young juniors. You know, at the end of the day. Your horse is is uh, your teammate. So if it's not working for you, um, yeah, yeah. You, you're against seven players instead of six. So uh, yeah, you, yeah, your horsemanship is it, yeah comes to a forefront. I love to talk about horses. I and just correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like I don't know how long this has been happening, but it seems like there is a difference in the type of horses that are in Queensland than in other parts of the of the country. Maybe some bigger. Th- bigger thoroughbred, more thoroughbred-like horses? Just correct me if I'm wrong, but is there a difference in the horses that you're playing in general, or, or am I wrong on that point? No, I think, um, like, once upon a time, New South Wales had the reputation of nice little neat sort of ponier types, and, uh, and the Queensland always had the faster thoroughbred types. But I'll <clears throat> tell you the truth, I think they're, um, yeah, I, and the New South Wales horses to me are getting bigger and faster as well as staying clever and, uh, and I think the you know, New C- uh, Queensland have sort of tried to copy the New South a bit so yeah I reckon it's a much of a much and then you talk about WA I think a lot of the, the polar cross stamp of the good horses are all getting very similar well, I can't really say because oh that looks like a Western Australian horse or a Victorian horse anymore no everyone's trying to develop this horse for polo cross yeah it's getting a bit closer, yeah. If your horse is not fast, you won't play the good polo cross. There's that, no matter how clever it is. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think they asked. Yeah, I think we are getting a bit more of a stamp on our horse, yeah. But, hey, good horses come in all shapes and sizes, too, so it's a bit hard to say mm. which is the best, yeah. What I've seen is, and this is where I've gone personally, was we in sort of Queensland, we seem to skip a lot in our breeding. We'll have one really good mare and we'll swap it to this stallion and that stallion and this stallion and we'll try every flavour of the month. So you're not getting, I reckon, the consistency where for myself, I've went and sourced those exceptional good old mares from the beautiful old heritage lines down from the Hunter Valley where, you know, the whites um, from Beltrees, they're a polo family where I got my initial mares from. You know, when they breed, they breed you know, 20 of the same mares to that stallion and, and they, they cloned them nearly because um, they worked out it worked, you know, instead of swapping the mare to three different stallions, they, they'll hammer that one line and, and they end up with such a line of peas in a pot of, of all very good mares. Um, so, yeah, that's, so that's where probably where I see it the most is, is um, they probably, they work it out maybe a bit quicker and, and uh, more consistent on breeding that line, um, you know, to the best of their ability instead of trying to swap and change. Um, and, and, you know, the mares, everything, um, and the stallions are, you know, you just want to keep them, all the genetics going forward. You know, I don't think that stallion's going to really um, 
you know, change it up that much. For you, Jacko, are there horse bloodlines in your family that you've been using this whole time or has that been changed over time? The same, pretty much riding very similar lines of horses that we had, yeah, I don't know, 40 years ago, I suppose. Um, maybe we should have changed either. They've got a few, some better ones in. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we, yeah, no, we dabble in a bit of everything. Absolutely. We um, probably, we don't have this, we don't stand the stallion ourselves. So we do travel around a bit into different size and yeah, try different things, mate. Yeah. So tell me about, uh, the sport in general, what are the numbers in Queensland right now? Number of uh, how many players there? Any idea? Oh, what are we? Are we um... I think we're just, if it's not 900, it's a thousand okay. at, 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 at the moment. At okay. the moment. Yeah. But majority, we've got a massive run of females playing the sport uh, in Queensland. Um, you know, we, we're really up there in the numbers. And I think that's probably, we did a lot of coaching and, and women's weekends um, where we bring in female players from all different clubs. You nominate, then you're drafted into different teams of similar ratings um, and, uh, and out you go with a coach. Every team had a coach. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the women's, uh, put, they put a lot of time into the women and I think that's why um, our Wondolan club at our, their last state titles, when we held them, we actually ran a women's competition for the state level, which um, mm. it hadn't been done before. I think there hadn't been the numbers. So, uh, yeah, the, the female side of it is, is um, yeah, definitely improving in the numbers. But, no, we're right it, up there near that 1,000 thousand mark. It's about, um, I, think it's nearly, I think it's nearly 50-50, Cole, so registration yeah. with women. But, yeah, it's 50-50 to men, men to women in, in Queensland anyway, I think. And look, the hardest thing, especially me being a female, is is to keep your motivation there when you get busy and and um, you know you're working right. and and your kids are playing. I've got three kids now playing. Um, yeah, look, I'm very easy to step back and not play so that you know they can play or whatnot. But I suppose that's the blessing of our game. Um, it affords to everybody. Like, yes, we can go and play for Queensland or Australia, and you can be out there every weekend and travel the world. But at the end of the day, you can also play the game like yourself, Ryan, in a C grade against some kids and, and have a really great time or play down with your children is probably the best part of the game when you get to our kids up and going is uh, to go and play with them is, is um, yeah, it makes it all absolutely worthwhile of why, why we're out there and training these horses uh, right. to see them shine on your pony. Um, is yeah, pretty special. What nationals was it that uh, Queensland uh, ladies team won for the first time, or is that the, is that right? I remember. I remember. Yeah, in Perth. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I, I spoke yeah. with you know Riley, Ella, Farron, and Luke. I had a nice talk with them on the podcast a year ago. Just and then Ella moved. But <laughs> but um, do you find a lot of your players? <laughs> do you find a lot of your players stay, um, or you know they? a lot move out because what happens here in the east coast and i'll just complain for a second here is a lot of our top players come out of pony club the east coast was huge in the early 2000s and then everyone ended up in texas or they moved away i mean texas just stole everyone from us we don't have the the top players that we used to here and uh, it's a little frustrating (laughs) but uh, does that happen often there they move around a bit like we've lost a few but well, when one moves out, we always find it's a gap for somebody else to move in. That's the only yeah. way you can look at it. Yeah. The hardest thing with, with 
when we all start playing, same thing, you, you, someone will help you as a junior. Like, I didn't start till I was um, 19. I didn't know the game existed until I sort of moved to northern New South Wales on a job and, and had a boyfriend that played. And I was like, wow, you know, where's this been? So when I moved to Queensland, it was, right, I've got to play, full stop. Um, so, but, you know, I made that decision on my own as, as a young person to play. But, you know, what we found in the game, you know, the, as juniors, you get to go on, um, you get to intermediate. Um, and then, you know, if, if you're on your own, uh, it's so hard to work and mm. keep, you know, horses done. So there's a real sort of lay area there, um, you know, the intermediate early young man people that um, find it really yeah. hard to keep playing right. and do that. So unless you end up with a fairy godmother or father that can <laughs> cart a horse for you and get you there, which it happens an awful lot. And as you know, I know myself, I'm, I'm doing that for a young fella at the moment, carting a horse and, and keeping him in the game. Um, but yeah, but I suppose that's the joy of the sport. No matter where you get to in your life, you can always come back. It's the game's going to be there for you. But that, that's that's probably where we we lose a few players uh, out mm-hmm. of the sport. Um, is in that yeah young young person time trying to yeah get themselves set up on their feet um, and get into the working side of it. Yeah. Yeah, polo cross isn't cheap. That's for sure. I I did experience a different world over in South Africa. For sure, most a lot of players had three to four horses. <laughs> three to four horses, you know, it's a little bit cheaper to have horses and have help. You know, it's it's a it is a different world over there. Some awesome horses, but uh, yeah, you get a lot more chuckas in when you have a groom, <laughs> yeah. and you know, you become better much faster. But I understand we we do lose a lot of players in their twenties, and it's just hard to keep going. Life sort of takes over, and you know, you've got responsibilities. I kind of kept it going through my twenties, and when I turned thirty, I realized I should probably grow up and you know, take some responsibility and so i took a few years off now i'm back into it it's sort of my um my cross to bear i'm going to be doing it you know i'm on the board and i'm doing check a talk and playing yeah it's just going to happen till i die at this point um, my wife who's not a horse person has sort of come to accept that and has been very supportive yeah so i'm very lucky in that in that regard now it's it's a lot easier when you have yeah that team around you you know my husband and i both play and and the kids but I said that's the club side of it is where and how keep you going as well, knowing that you've got five other people there to put their hand up to play with you on the weekend. Um, that keeps you all going. Um, you know, the only the only way it stops us is is if if you're in drought and you're feeding, and uh, mm. that's why we we didn't go to the Perth Nationals. Was um, yeah, it was just way too dry. You couldn't afford that month away when you're feeding stock. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much the only thing that pulls you up these days is. Um, yeah, your environmental in your in your working area. Yeah, I was on a, a stock horse society call for sort of the North American branch of the stock horse society, and it, it was just after the that uh, Texas had 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 freezing temperatures and everything was a mess. So they're on the call, Texan talking to Aussie about that, and then another Aussie comes on and goes, "How many mils of water did you get from you know like?" So it's, it's either a drought or a flood, and it seems like there's longer droughts than floods, and your trees like fire. So there's a lot of things you have to deal with that we don't have to necessarily deal with here in the States. I mean, yeah, climate change is real, but I can't imagine, um, you know, polar cars just basically get shut down when, when you're having those problems. And the, the fact that the World Cup was, they were on what? three percent of their water supply or something they had to cart water in that's wild yeah no it's um look you know it's a land of extremes 
Um, but, you know, there's a lot more players now des- des- definitely down in the southeast corner of Queensland that aren't reliant on, on the land to, um, you know, fuel their polo cross. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I suppose you live where you want to live and, and um, this is our life out on the land. And, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I sort of have a question about um, about keeping players going. Because over here in the States, we just, we're so spread out. We, we only have so many carnivals or tournaments. And our nationals is supposed to be every other year, and, and it is. But we're going to do this year and next year just to sort of make up for it. In our country, everyone's really focused on nationals. It's, and they get really upset if the nationals isn't central and, and, and accessible to everyone. And everyone's focused on, you know, if, if we don't have nationals and we can't go to nationals, we're going to just quit because how are we supposed to keep going? And everyone's so focused on that. When I feel like it's it's all uh, grassroots, it's club-based, you've got to grow from your club level. Uh, the sport's not going to grow from a nationals tournament. That's sort of a celebration or, you know, showing what, you, what you've learned, but that's not necessarily going to grow the sport. So what do you do at your club uh, to keep people interested and excited? Uh, are there things that you do that aren't pull across related or, or, you know, what's, I know that there's a lot of close family and friends, but is there anything else that, that you do at, at your club to keep people going? We did that one Coles this year. We went, um, took a trip up North, didn't we? So that was to, we, we yeah, tried, we've been trying the last few years. Hmm. Yeah. We've been trying the last few years of selecting carnivals that uh, we wouldn't probably same thing because of travel, not ordinarily go to. We've been all the way out to Thargaminda. We've done Bowen now a, a couple of times, you know, it's going into areas that um, same thing. They don't travel probably as far at times because of how far away they lived. You know, my, my trip to Bowen for where I live near Roma was 14 hours um, driving. So it took me two days with horses, um, to get there. And, but in saying that when I got there, the, the people were so excited to have our club there. Um, we took up two teams all the way to Bowen this year and, um, and they, same thing, they got to see a different game of polo cross because, you know, they're, how do I say this nicely? They, you know, that because they don't travel, they play the same. You know, the numbers mm. aren't big to play against. I would suggest, like you, Ryan, at times it's just sections playing the same sections playing each other all the time. And mm. and yeah, you can fall into a a rhythm of um, just doing what you have to to win that game instead of you know trying to you know be more or do more on your animals. So. Um, we went up there, you know, we play a, diff- a little bit different game to them. So they got to see some really lovely horses that are, were kept clear and, and ran lightly. And, and uh, they were like, you know, they were appreciative and we, we helped coached all of them. Um, you know, they'd ask us questions walking back to the truck and we could help them mm. as well. But to, to get the game out there um, and, and to, same thing, let all those other fellas know that are living a long way away that um, – yeah, yeah, let's get out there and, and meet all you guys. And, and, and in Polar Cross, they try to reciprocate. You know, if you go to them, they always try to come back to, you know, Tambo's a prime example. They're Western Queensland. You know, they, uh, I used to play for that club years ago and, and we used to travel miles and miles uh, every weekend to play competition, but also just to, to be out there because otherwise you just shut down and keep working but you know if Tambo come to you you always made a point of going to Tambo because you know the effort they put in so but yeah it's been to, to keep um the, the game going like that but also as a club we've um 
you know, we've gone to the coast at the end of the season and gone over there and um, all just got together in, you know, in a big resort style and had a couple of days together and, you know, got to know people uh, without a horse in their hand and, um, you know, realised that, uh, gosh, we all come from a lot of different backgrounds and, and do different jobs. And, um, but we've got that one thing in common, which is the game and horses and, um, and same thing, interested in their kids and, you know, if we can give their kids a job out west, you know, on a farm, give them the farm life and, and the polar mm. cross and horses, you know, it, it just might be that next step to keep them going for the next, you know, five, ten years. May I ask just each of you on a, on a personal level, what are your personal goals in support of polar cross? I know it might be family ori- oriented or I mean, what at, the, at where you're at in life right now, Jacko, what are your what are you looking to get out of it? Or is it more about giving back at, at the moment? Yeah, well, with polar cross, yeah, obviously, um, the, yeah, my kids are like colleagues are coming through. So I put a lot of, a lot of effort into them because they actually do enjoy it. It's no effort to try to make them play. So it's just... Mm shortcut a few things so you can sort of start playing at a bit higher level without having to go through the yeah um shortcut a few but straight to um playing a bit more decent polo cross mm-hmm. um compared to when i was a junior it was all just sheer ignorance and bad manners that got you over the line <laughs> but you can actually <laughs> you can yeah, and, and lots, of left, turns, Jacko, lots of left turns jacko lots of left turns and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, um, I'm really enjoying the coaching role. Like, even if uh, so, there's two types of coaching. So, um, I'm, I'm currently doing the Queensland men's at the moment. So, I, yeah, really t- sort of taking that, taking that on. I like that. Um, I want to try and yeah, become really good at that. Uh, the coaching, and then 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 your normal coaching within your club. So, I try and make an effort to get that the 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 D&E grader and, and make them the best DE grader they can be. You know, I get a bit mm-hmm. of, yeah, I get a bit out of that as well, mate. So yeah, that's about where I am. And 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 at the end of the day, you never, no matter how much it is, you, you never uh, say not enjoy riding a good horse. So yeah, your passion of um trying to find that ideal horse all the time is just there. And it's a full time job for your family and yourself. Yeah, I mean how how often do you find that perfect horse and then realize that- it's going to be for someone in your family. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. All, right, All the time. <laughs> so you're, you're always looking for the hot horse that no one else can ride, right? You, you just get left with that one. But <laughs> hopefully, buck, hopefully bucks and kicks just a little bit and they'll leave alone. <laughs> Great. I appreciate that. Yeah, tell me, uh, Kylie, what, what's it, what are your personal goals? Oh, personal goals now. Hmm. Gosh. Uh, yeah, look, I, I've worked hard all my life um, with my husband to buy a big block of land. So my my priorities probably changed a little bit in the sport. I'd, I'd probably, I'm just red hot to go and work every day at the, the moment to um, get that going. But where I've been blessed is, is uh, I incorporate my horses in that. I've been breeding um, from some very lovely mares uh, that I got down from Beltrees, uh, my polo mares, and uh, their progeny are all coming through. So at the moment, my horses, all the time that I spend on them, my three kids are, are reaping the benefits of them at the moment. So that's that's super exciting. But um, the polo cross side, oh, I, in myself, I have nothing left to prove to myself. Um, so I'm very... Uh, happy to help other people. I, I played in a women's comp on the weekend at Rose Bowl and um, we were playing uh, a younger team and the scoreline was very large. And, I, yeah, I 
was back coaching the, the three and the, t- the one um, in the game, getting them to throw a goal, getting out the back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have no pleasure in, in flogging someone. Um, so, which was, yeah, it's, it's hard because, you know, I have friends that remember me from years ago crucifying the opposition and now I'm holding my racket down in a lineup saying, you know, it's your ball now. Come on, mate. Uh, it's your time. So um, I, I get a lot out of that. I love helping people. Um, the women's coaching weekends are fantastic. Like Jacko, those C or D grade players that, you know, have started the game late, think they'll never be any good. Um, they they meet me. I didn't start till I was sort of 19, 20 and they were like, oh my gosh, you know, and you can play like this. And I'm saying, well, Everyone, can, you know, have have their own skills. So get that. Probably another thing I really enjoy is is umpiring. Um, I, you know, that's uh, something that you know people probably don't take enough pride in in the game. Um, it does make a game, but I'm sort of probably now massive on player and horse safety. I've been injured that many times from bad umpires' calls that uh, I probably, yeah, that's something that really instills in me now of of keeping everybody safe and especially the horses. Um, so I, I do like the umpiring. Um, but, yeah, the coaching as well. Jack has spoke on the, the state coaching. I, I've been involved in the junior girls for the last few years now um, at, at our Barristock competitions. And um, as I said, our last nationals we didn't get to because of COVID. But uh, these girls, same thing, I've been forming them every other weekend, you know, I keep an eye on them um, and give them little things, especially, you know, I got to play against one of my junior girls the other day and in the game, no, 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 turn in here, you can do that. Um, so those young girls, you're forming them to be our next, uh, you know, champion ladies. So uh, that they're, they're sponges. They're fantastic. They just want to soak it in and, and go forth. So, yeah, we can find those little satisfactions in the game doing those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I, both as coaches, <clears throat> I've been playing for over 30 years and I left the sport in 2012. And then uh, we adopted the overarm over, over here and we want to be African. And uh, it's been very sloppy for a few years trying to accommodate, deciding what, what our style is. We've realized that we kind of need to be adaptable and be good at everything and against everyone. So that's a that's a, a big ask to, to, to make that those adjustments. Are you finding that there is a struggle there? Because I, you know, I was old school and now I'm opening up to the overarm and moving the ball a little bit more. Do you feel like you have to prepare your players for that international level when a lot of you know a lot of because Australia is so big and and your style of play you could just play your own style? But do you feel like you're having to get them to move the ball a little bit more so that they're ready for international when it comes along? As I say, they not everyone's going to represent international. But the thing is, I like with moving the ball and the over. I reckon it's creating a lot more exciting game, um, and that's what aren't we there for the excitement more so than the old boring turning around and that. And the, the quick movement of the ball and um, is an amazing thing. And instead of scoring the old day with a goal a minute, so there'd only be eight goals scored. Now you've elevens and twelves. And to me, that's exciting. And that's to do with the, this promotion of the ball, racket to racket, or even on the good fields, it can hit the ground. And, and then you got, and, and the overthrow, well, it's um it's a fantastic thing too. So you just got to get, uh, yeah, you've got to probably get a bit used to it. It's only played in, um, you know, in the international rules when you can put the racket over your horse to throw. But there's still a lot of throws you can do overarm without actually putting that ball across, which is another skill added to the game and makes it more exciting and faster. So, yeah. And, um, 
I think we've got to teach them. Absolutely, you've got to teach what you can within your um, rule book for sure. Yeah, that's no, it's good. It's the, the, the men, yeah, same thing. Jacko's, you know, done a lot of open men and things. My junior girls, it's more um, absolutely is promoting the ball into safer areas. You know, you don't want to be all jammed in together. But you know, my girls are, you know, a lot more time is is getting them mentally thinking that you know when we go watch the opposition they're they're looking at the player and and um getting scared about a name instead of um you know watching the horse you know that that's where you're going to beat them is their horse watching their horse watching it what it it can and can't do and that sort of thing so but the likes of yeah the overhand throws is probably not part of our game in our little juniors at the moment it's more um as they're promoting that ball into safer areas and and getting it freer um so that um yeah we don't get all bottled up and and yeah playing like under five footy team you know i'd be interested in your opinion on this because i i was exposed to bruce mcclarty for a couple weekends and you've been exposed to him and i think about graham mcclarty and and i learned that 80 percent of his goals he decides what he's going to do in midfield and they're a lot they're mostly straight in it's he takes the ball in at speed and he already knows what he's going to do He's not doing a figure eight a lot of times on his goals. That's only like one in five. Is there something to be said for ball movement, spreading the work on the horses? And I might be really off on this, but um, I think about myself as a three in the old traditional system. I get the ball. I carry it all the way to the line, give it to the one. The one misses the goal. And then I'm running back, trying to get it back. And, and my three horse, my three horses just dead. And, and, you know, apparently, you know, obviously your best horse typically, um, was was your three horse on your on your team but you know moving the ball let's say the three gets it out the back they pass it up to the two they pass it up to the one the one takes it in um there's a little bit of relief on horses so what are you what are your thoughts on that on moving the ball to spread the the horse horse work and or or horses working hard no matter what where we play uh where we play in the west is a lot of plowed field and same thing, the ball skills of, of a lot of our players aren't up to five passes to get the ball down <laughs> and whatnot. You've still got to get it over the line safely and um, probably, yeah. So, as I said, it's more uh, promote that ball for me is uh, into open country to yeah, get away. You know, defending, defending, defending takes the energy out of your horse where attacking and moving forward is is a lot easier on your horse. So, um yeah, I yeah. At the end of the day, we're still going to get our ball to our one, and the one's got to throw the ball through the goalpost. But I don't see the stance in the three's done all the work to get the ball out the back, you know, pass it to the one, and they gallop off flat out. Yeah, like yourself, stuff the bounce, especially where we live uh, out <laughs> yeah. in the west. Uh, and then you've got to do it all again, you know. Mm. It's um, but as I said, the promotion of a ball to get it out of trouble because defense, defense takes all the energy is is a massive thing. So you know the. And, but it's about getting your bright kids' brains around it. You know, we do a lot on foot, you know, after after the polo cross is finished is get them out on foot, you know, play a bit of netball. Like, like you know, as I said, thinking about clear country, getting the ball out. So, you, you, same thing, you're getting your mind out to be a bit, you know, not in a in a huddle in the middle or one-on-one, you know, get the ball forward moving and, and um, yeah, open it up, be attacking instead of defending all the time. What are your thoughts, Jacko? Am I way off? Yeah, as um, as Polly says, when you go out west, we're not on turf fields, we're all on plowed. So you can still promote the ball, but just keep it in the air, racket to racket. Same mm. as if you're um, yeah. uh, in, a, in a wet situation. 
you know, because as you say, it's nothing worse. You put the ball, as soon as you put the ball on the, on the dirt, there's an element of risk that can go wrong. So you play racket to racket and you can still promote the ball around and, um, and just leave it in the air. Uh, and I think that has come into the game and it is part of the game now and it works. Mm-hmm. But as I say, a lot of the time, and then if you're a better, if you're a junior, the bracket to racket only travels five metres. And as they go up the grades, it turns to 10 to 15 to 20 metres because the skill, racket skills and polo cross will never leave the game. They've mm-hmm. always been there. And at the end of the day, you could say, oh, I wish the umpire had seen this. Wish me horse could do that. But at the end of the day, if you probably dropped a bounce, did a crappy pass. Um, right. And the skill, and you can actually count with a couple of the basic skills that have been there forever, cost you the game, not the other things. Yeah. Right. So that's why we always, yeah, always... Um, You'd practice your ball skills with your racket to keep that because they're often the things that can are the difference of winning and losing a game still till today. And they're the things that are actually winning the games. The people that are, can really do those passes, long passes, those good, amazing catches. Um, and it's and you don't always have to, oh, it's all if you've got the best horses, you're going to win. You, you need a good horse, um, which is great. And um, you don't have to have all these super horses as such to be the winning team if you're a better ball skills. So it's bit more exciting, I reckon. So you're thinking that midfield play might get a little bit more exciting and the ball moving, but uh, as Australians, you cringe at how easy the one has it doing the overarm in the end zone? Yeah, well, I don't, <laughs> yeah that's a bit I don't know about that. Oh, I can't really, yeah. I've maybe mind up whether they should be able to do that <laughs> overarm throw for that goal. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, and the passing as well. I don't, yeah, I don't know whether that needed to be, but... Yeah, it is what it is. And, and at the end of the day, I think the people will tell you, um, you know, if they like it, if they want to do it. Um, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know about that. But mind you, there's still plenty of ones that miss goals no matter what they can do. Trust me. You ask right. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a very simple job. But um, I, I say that as a lifetime, you know, three that isn't a good one. I'm not a great one. So I say it because I, I don't know. Cause I'm a three, I'm a lefty three two, two So I'm a cheater. Oh. Yeah. yeah you'd, wonder, you'd sometimes wonder how a four inch ball between eight feet becomes so difficult. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I appreciate your time talking about, you know, the state championships and, and your personal stories. Are there any final thoughts about next weekend that you want to make sure that people know about that you're excited about and um, it's just going to make it a, a tremendous event. Yeah. Well, getting back to the, the Mandan Polo across uh, the grounds, I think the grounds are going to be fantastic. I think as good as, as we've put on, we've had irrigation. Um, we're ready to start. I think people can start turning up at least about Wednesday after one of the calls. I'm not too sure, but I can't see yeah. why not. Um, it's a three days of Polo cross. It's um, we've got, we've got all the food. We've got, drinks we've got powers we've got stables there's plenty of room i don't know what the weather's going to do i won't i won't go down that track i I'm not, I haven't got qualifications for the weather um <laughs> i think we'll have uh, the covid under control so i think it's going to happen and it's and it's going to be fantastic right yeah no this this year it's it's um as i said our appreciation of our game has taken a new level because it can be taken away from you so quickly um so yeah i think yeah, the people are going to put in a massive effort to, to get there and they're going to put everything into this weekend so that the level of polocross is going to be sensational um, and, and the teams in each division will, uh, I think, really, really shine. So uh, for people coming to watch, um, as I said, those big open fields and um, uh, I know the canteen is, uh, yeah, next level. 
uh, on what what the ladies are selling. So um, it, it's yeah, it's going to be an entire family weekend. But with the level of polacross will be fantastic, and and to be able to then to live stream it and keep watching it now uh, for a month afterwards, um, yes, it's going to be uh, definitely worth your time to come or or view. Yeah. And so besides going to joelivestream.com to watch those games, where else should people be going to get information and updates over the weekend? Uh, the one day on Facebook page will be uh, operating with um, all the deals for the canteens and um, all our sponsors, which is uh, very, very numerous um, uh, for, for all our grades um, and, and trophies. But yes, yeah, so the Facebook page is also always loaded up with lots of information. Um, and of course, Yes, you can all or any always talk to any of us one day on players. Um, we are always plenty of forthcoming with information. And who will be announcing these games uh, next weekend? We've got actually um, a, a full team of commentators. Um, so our one of our favourites of Dougie Dodd uh, is going to be there, and uh, he's got a team uh, of a young young crew of commentators. Um, mm. Got Maddie Johnson and what's our little Sully? Jacko? No, you lost me. No, no. <laughs> lost me. But yes, as I said, these, these are young guys that have been involved in the game um, and, as I said, have have been around and, and watched people play. So they, uh, they're very vocal on uh, giving little interesting comments on our players uh, during and, and in the game um, while they're playing. So, yeah, they will keep it very fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, like I said, and um, I'm, I'm excited about next weekend. Thanks, you know, thanks again. We'll see how everything goes and just good luck. Good luck on everything. Hopefully there's a lot of trash bins filled with empty Bundy drink cups. I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> empty, <laughs> yeah, I just wish, you know, wish you both the best of luck and, and just be safe and, and yeah, hope it's a lot of fun. No, thanks, yeah, thanks Ron for the, for the yeah. opportunity. And uh, yeah, you'll love to watch our one down teams uh, on those final videos for the next month after we win. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you have a wonderful weekend. Yep. Awesome. Thanks guys. Thanks a lot. Have All a good right. one. Cheers. Yep. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. I really enjoyed the time I shared with Jacko and Kylie, learning about them, their backgrounds, their wonderful club, and the upcoming state championships. I'm glad that my podcast was used to connect people from all over the world so you can learn about what's going on. So if you'd ever like to do something similar, previewing such an event, hyping it up, please let me know. Thanks a lot. Here on Chugga Talk, we appreciate your feedback. Have you enjoyed the show? Do you have questions or comments? Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. For a chance to be featured on the show, leave a voicemail by finding the Send Voicemail Sidebar button on PolacrossMadeSimple.com. For more Polacross coaching, go to PolacrossMadeSimple.com. You'll find ebooks on how to become a great player and even on how to become a great coach. Find me on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a good one.